Welcome to the Rejoiceful Homemaking Podcast. We are Colby and Kendall, twin sisters that have a heart for the home and love for Jesus Christ. We are so thankful to have you join our podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rejoiceful Homemaking Podcast. We are so excited for today's episode. We have the Homesteaders Uncharted on for our podcast. So if you girls want to introduce yourself, tell us where you're from, um, how old you are, and all that good stuff. Yeah. Hi, I am Kate. I am 22, and we both live in Southeast PA, and we both love to garden, and that is why we're friends and <laughs> how we met each other, pretty much. Yeah, so, I'm... Oh, oh go ahead. <laughs> I'm 23, and I'm currently pregnant with my first child. How exciting. We love it. So did you guys know each other before, like high school or anything or did you graduate together or how did you guys meet we actually met on instagram last may or something like that because we were both trying to start little instagram accounts and like start online businesses and then we just came across each other i found i'm kate i found amber's page um i was talking about she was talking about raw milk and i had a dairy cow and i'm obsessed with raw milk so i just commented i'm like oh my gosh so happy to see someone my age understand the value of real food and raw milk and then we started talking and realized we live 15 minutes apart from each other so we hung out that week yeah then we met and (laughs) that is so cool that is the way the lord works for sure because that's amazing like you live 15 minutes apart you've been 15 minutes minutes apart from how for how long and right. you know each other on Instagram. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That is that is great. That really is. Um, so I guess what we'll first start with is three tips for beginners who are start who are wanting to garden, and because we we need them, we're beginner gardeners. Yeah, we are. So, give us your tips. All righty. Um, I guess I'll start. Okay. Okay. Um, so we would first suggest to ask yourself, like, what are your gardening goals? Like, do you want to grow enough to feed your family for the year or just like as a fun summer activity? Or do you want to donate your food? Or do you just want to learn how to put a seed in the ground and see what happens with it? Um, Because, I mean, based off of that, your goals for how you're going to start approaching your garden are going to be vastly different like I know when I first started I was like I just need to put a seed in the ground and see what happens to know that I that food can come from this Mm -hmm. (laughs) a whimsical gardener (laughs) yeah I'm (laughs) and she like just throws the seeds all around (laughs) put them in the ground see what happens (laughs) yes literally yeah like I got Uh, the packet and I sprinkled it (laughs) no way (laughs) what happens (laughs) did anything come from it Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, yay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We love that. We love that. Well, I was definitely strategic in some ways, but some yeah. was like, let's just see what happens here. Let's see. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For so sure. do you start your seeds ever? That's Yes. Okay, perfect. That, I tried to do that and then it wasn't that good, but. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. All right. What's your number two tip? Um, Number two is to get involved with local farms. Um, it might seem like that wouldn't help you with gardening, but I come from a farming background. I have been farming for the last three years and that's kind of how I got into home gardening. Cause I'm like, Oh, I just did this on a big scale. I can scale it down and do it at home. And I think just spending time with people who know what they're doing, 
even if it's not a local farm, you could, if you have neighbors who know how to garden and you just work with them, you're going to see what's possible. And then you're going to be so motivated to grow a thriving garden because now it's like, I know exactly what can happen and I'm going to make this happen for myself and my garden's going to be good. I'm not going to neglect it because I feel like so many people I've talked to have started a garden and they're just like, oh, it's just too much work. And they never really got the fruits of their labor because they didn't stick it out long enough. Right. So if you work with people who know what they're doing, you're going to feel motivated and you're going to inspired and inspired. And I think it's going to help you. Yeah. I think it, you just went to a um, little gardening thing with a summer, right? I thought I saw it on your story, like a local farm somewhere. And there's a bunch of young people there. Um, Was that your convention that you went to? I did I just, go, yeah, I visited a farm close <laughs> to me. Um, yeah, because they're, they opened up a new location and right now I'm not farming and I was looking for maybe another job. And so I just went to go visit and yeah, just, you can learn so much just by going to these open houses on farms or volunteering. Like we always appreciate when people want to come and harvest all like the green beans or something. Cause it takes so long to do something like that. And then the volunteers learn too. Right, right. That is so interesting. And there's quite a bit of um, people, young people there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so, I love that. There's we don't so, have that around here. I guess not. I guess we just, or we just haven't looked hard enough. I guess we, I don't it know. You yeah. guys, you guys have a farm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sure. But, you know, we have combines that harvest it. <laughs> <laughs> like weed and soybeans and um, milo. But it's so interesting to see how many people in their 20s are starting to garden and go back to the homesteading roots. And it's just really inspirational to mm-hmm. see everyone go back because the other way wasn't working out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I'm just so inspired by you guys because I know like from your page and all that, your gardens do thrive. Like, yes, it they look right. amazing. Thank yeah. you. Over at ours, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, my oh, zucchini yeah. plant did amazing. That's the only thing, though. <laughs> 20. Plants I made, nor did. <laughs> That's all. Um, do you have a third tip? Yes, we were. I mean, the one that came to my mind as you were talking about people getting burnt out was I. I don't know if this is on our list, but just having like a schedule. Is it? I think it's on here. A schedule for your garden, because I think like if you think about it, I mean, you might have a schedule for your home. I kind of have a rough schedule for my home of like, all right, I'm going to do laundry this day and I'm going to clean the bathroom, mop the floors on this day and so on and so forth. So it's like, if you kind of have that mindset for your garden and plan like a rough schedule in the beginning of like, all right, this day I will weed, this day I will prune, this day I will harvest, then it kind of just like organizes your thoughts to then not get burnt out and have a functional system to keep you coming every yes. day. Right. So true. So do you guys prefer to like start in the mornings or evenings when you garden or both? I mean, I would do like waterings in the morning and the evening, but then just based off of my schedule from last year, a lot of the other like weeding and harvesting and stuff would happen like later in the evening, I would say. Right. Rather right. Than the For, sure. For sure. Well, since we're talking about schedules, spring is right around the corner so when do you think you need to start preparing for your spring garden because it's february so i'm assuming sooner rather than later so what what's your uh, take on that 
Yeah, so winter is a great time to play in your garden and just be thinking about it and dreaming of the spring garden. Um, so just taking inventory of your seeds, like if you were a garden previously, um, seeing what you have left over, thinking about what you liked growing last year, what you didn't like, and maybe don't order those seeds again. Um, if you're a beginning gardener, you know, get a catalog, get excited and just start picking out some things you think you want to grow. I think that's the most fun part about the winter time because you yes. can visualize just this dream garden and look at all the catalogs and it's so fun. It's so um, true. Yeah. <laughs> and just to start planning out what you want to grow and start thinking about when you need to start sowing those seeds. We actually have a little chart that we created about, okay, when does each of the crops that we grow, when do they do well? So if things do well in the early spring, okay, we're going to start them late winter, about four to six weeks before our last frost so that we know, okay, those are going to be ready. Once we're not going to have frost, we're going to have our garden started. And yeah, so just thinking about the timing of when each plant needs to be in the ground and then count backwards when you need to start the seeds indoors. And another thing, if you haven't ever gardened, you can start your seeds indoors and you can get fancy or you don't have to be fancy. You could just put everything in a windowsill or you can get grow lights. You know, you can go as yeah. complex or simple as you want. And I think that that usually trips a lot of people up too because they think they need to get all these heat mats and just all this special equipment, but it really doesn't have to be that complicated. Yeah, you can use like your old egg cartons and start your seeds in there. Like the past couple, I guess the past month, I've been just like saving all of our extra egg cartons and planning what seeds are gonna go in there, mm -hmm. which is great. I have a whole stack in the back. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's helpful. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? Oh, like planning. So we're going to extend the garden here. So we're just like preparing on planning, like how many more garden beds that we're going to want to add and just the type of soil that we're going to put in there. And then um, thinking about like what you did the year prior that worked or what didn't work. Like I planted so much zucchini last year and everyone in the house is like, stop with the zucchini. <laughs> like <laughs> we can't, <laughs> and I then learned that my body does not like zucchini. So I was like, this is just not, not it. So another tip would be to know what you and your family likes to <laughs> eat and kind of move around that. Yeah, don't throw things just for fun because yeah. then you're going to get overwhelmed, at least in the beginning. Yes, that's a great tip. That's yeah, a great tip. Only throw what you want. Exactly. Right, what you will actually eat. Now, do you guys do your garden together? Do you have separate gardens? Um, how does that work? Yeah, so I'm going to be helping Amber with her garden this year. Which is so yeah, fun. We're going to do that together. So um because I was farming, I hurt my back and that's why like currently I'm not farming. So I was like, oh, home gardening is going to be so easy on my back compared to farming. So we're going to just do it together. Yeah. So we're that's excited. Wonderful. Good bonding time. Uh -huh. Yes, that'll be so fun. <laughs> yes, that'll be really a lot of fun for you guys. That's really exciting. Do you do raised garden beds or the just in the ground? What do you prefer? For here, mm -hmm. you could go on your experience about farming, but we did... um 
tomatoes in the ground and then the rest we did raised garden beds and we actually did do some containers too but it was kind of like a mix of everything Mm -hmm. do you prefer raised garden beds I guess it depends on like how you view it um I would say the raised garden beds look really pretty Mm -hmm. but I would say the food that was like in the ground, our tomato plants, plants that were in the ground did really well. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't really have a preference. I'm like, I just want the food. I just want the food. No, yeah. For real. <laughs> yeah. I prefer the in-ground beds. That's what I know coming from a market gardening background. Uh-huh. I just think you could like easily step over one of the beds. It's mm-hmm. easy to apply compost and things like that. Um, but definitely the raised beds, like if you have any kind of injury, I think it's yeah. going to be much better because you're not running down as far. Um, and it's more contained, especially if you want that aesthetic look, it's right. easier to manage the raised beds. And you have to think about with the raised beds too, like putting soil in there. Mm-hmm. So that's also a lot of work in the beginning to just like yeah. shovel all, like we were getting truckloads of soil <laughs> and just like, <laughs> Go and add it. <laughs> like yeah, everyone's it's going to be worth it. Yeah. I promise. I promise my back and my shoulders are aching, but it's great. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, that's so exciting. So this year we're doing more raised garden beds because um, two years ago is when I first started gardening. Gardening, And we had literally, it was like half a football size field. Not really, but like it was, it big, was huge. Huge. And I did, I got overwhelmed and literally like everything died. I was like, dang it. But so this year we're going to try to go smaller to get more quality over quantity. And then I'm trying to like expand as I go, but I'm so excited to follow along you guys and see what crops you guys do. And I'm just going to copy you. We were so excited when we saw your guys' page. We were like, oh, praise Jesus. This is wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) We were like, oh, Yes. He hears your prayers. So do you guys plan on doing like a flower garden, like a cut uh flower garden or anything? Yeah, we did um a decent amount of cut flowers last year, which were really fun because it also adds just this beautiful aspect to it. And I definitely want to add more flowers this year. Maybe we separate the flower (laughs) garden or you know, combine it all together. But I definitely want to go a little bit more hardcore with the flowers. It's I just agree. so beautiful. And yeah. it's like a little piece you can cut in your home. And it just, flowers bring so much joy to, I think, all of us. It's just so yes. nice. I love flowers. I'm really excited. This year, I just got some seeds the other day. And I'm like, we're growing this and this, why, why? I was like, I can't <laughs> wait to have fresh flowers on the table. He's yes. so good too. No, not really. <laughs> but really, I'm I'm really, I, I haven't done a flower, a cut flower garden yet, Me so. Either. We're excited for that. Yeah, for Valentine's Day, Jonathan didn't get me a bouquet. He just got me seeds of flowers. I said, that's my oh, best I, that. so yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like that. That's a, I didn't realize that. That's genius. Yeah. Uh-huh. Genius. Because he's like, you have animal flowers for me. Yeah. yeah. So now you have a lot of flowers. And it saves a lot of money. Yeah. Too. yeah. <laughs> now, have you guys thought, this is a little bit off notes. Have you guys ever thought about doing like a little farm stand? do something like that I would love my own farm in general um Mm -hmm. really just a matter of one if we did it like here we're just living in town like we there's a lot of rules and regulations about those kinds of things about having a roadside stand or even like selling 
your produce. So mm -hmm. I don't know how that would work here, but we're, we're both like, we both want to save up for land and have mm -hmm. our own property, mostly to homestead, but also yeah. to sell. Yeah. So. That'd be really awesome. That's so funny. And uh, where you guys live, where do you live again? Not Vermont, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, anyways, um, the, there's so many rules and stuff. Cause I feel like here we would just throw up a stand and call it good. Like That's on amazing. the highway. Yeah. Just have yeah. it on the highway. People do that. They'll yeah, just have load up their truck or trailer and have watermelons and cantaloupe in the summer and just say for sale. Yeah. People drive up and take it. <laughs> honorary system where they would just like put like an honorary system you know where like they're just like it's they like a little you. box oh yes yes no, I got <laughs> <you>. <laughs> here's honor at honor. honor system yeah it's honor. just you trust the customers to pay yes no i've seen that super cute Super I feel like people here are a little more rigid. yeah that's i've seen that around here and like we live really close to an, like a large amish community yes and so they wow. do that all the time but mm -hmm. i think like i've asked my mom i'm like can we do like this kind of stuff she's like because i i had to move back home with my back and she's like no you, like we're not allowed to do any of that yeah i don't one i'm like maybe she just doesn't want me to do it and she's trying to like <laughs> make it so it's not her fault that we're not doing it or but yeah <laughs> i guess it depends if you're like in a neighborhood too because yeah. there's like an hoa and stuff mm -hmm. but which we don't have you know yeah i think we probably could do it Okay. I don't know. Just do it. If you get arrested, it's fine. Yeah. We'll <laughs> We're on a podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen to us, everybody. <laughs> okay, then our, that brings us to our next question is, um, that was a top question, is how to do a garden in town. You guys say said you live in town, so that's wonderful because that's the what's the main question is how do people start a garden in town there's a misconception around how much space you need to grow food mm -hmm. you can literally have a little box on your windowsill for herbs and you could have all the herb you could grow enough herbs for the whole year you could have them fresh when they're good and like fresh in the summer and then grow enough that you can dry them for the winter and then you don't have to buy herbs at the grocery store or you can have a little container on your deck and grow all the lettuce that you want for the year. Like it really, lettuce, you can, there's varieties that you can cut and it grows back and it just keeps cutting, growing back. So like there are so many different options that you can do and there are crops that don't need that much sunlight, like lettuce and herbs, great examples, baby greens. And you could start growing some of your own food, even if you don't have a lot of space. Yeah, and, go ahead. I was going to say, like, if you have just a porch, you can do the container gardening. And just even if you get partial sun, like Kate was saying, there are certain crops that don't need full sun. So just I feel like it's the satisfaction of seeing something grow, especially if you're in like a city or a more condensed town. Um, just seeing something grow is going to motivate you and just like have you know that you really don't you don't need to have like a whole extravagant thing that's happening to be able to grow your own food but here we're on about two acres like we're right outside of town so we obviously have like a decent amount of space compared to whatever definition like of town yeah people right, have a little backyard or something yeah mm -hmm. exactly and still then you don't need to have like a whole production of things happening like just start just start somewhere and see what happens and if you like it 
then expand the next year. Yeah. Right. And also if you live in a city, like my, I have a sister who lives in Denver and so she lives in an apartment, so she can't really grow unless she wanted to grow like microgreens on her kitchen counter, which she could do. But if she wants to grow outside, she actually rented like a little community garden plot. Like there are so many of those kinds of So she doesn't own it. She's just like renting this little space with a couple of garden beds. She grew so much food and she was so excited. She kept tagging me on Instagram and like telling all of her friends that she's learning from her farmer little sister. And I was just, (laughs) that is so fun. I was like, yeah, you, even if you live in the city, you know, like find a little community garden or like go outside of the city, like 20 minutes. I'm sure Mm -hmm. you could find some kind of local farm around you and learn from them. Like that's another big thing. Like I, in my heart, I'm like, I just want my own land. I want to be able to have like all my own things, but a big part of growing your own food is the community aspect Mm -hmm. of it. And like learning from others. Like I don't have my own home garden. So I'm like, Hey Amber, like, let me help you in your garden. And like, people love that. Like that's, it's just like, you can build such a good community around it. And you know, like it doesn't have to necessarily be right in your backyard. Mm -hmm. Just get involved with your food system some way. Like I'm, if you live in the city, if you live in a rural community, like there is somebody around you who is growing food that you could join in. Absolutely. That's awesome. That is such a, uh, that's so cool. How your big sister was like, Hey, my little (laughs) that's so neat. Now, do you guys preserve your food at all? Or have you started that? Um, Yes. I love that. So fun. That is so fun. I'm just, my mother-in-law cans quite a bit and I started some last year, but um, this year I really plan on preserving a lot of food. It's so good to have your food on hand, um, locally grown and everything. So I'm excited for that. I'm so excited. This summer's, this summer's it. (laughs) It It's so fun. Once you really get into it, it's so addicting. Like it is. I just love doing it. I bought myself a pressure canner for Christmas. So that's wonderful. <laughs> that's awesome. A lady from my church, she um, doesn't like hardly buy anything from the grocery store all year. Mm-hmm. Like she only buys uh, like seasonings and things, but she will can, she canned over 1500 cans this last summer. Oh and my they're still eating off of it. Like that's amazing. Um, yeah, it's um so I'm gonna go out to her house and you're invited too. I know I'm and we're gonna go learn and see what she does and all that. So I'm yeah. so excited. Anyways, and what are you guys' tips to get like uh predators away and pests away? I know some people plant flower, a certain kind of flower. Um for what kind of flower is that again? I always have to Pinterest it. That keeps for, that, for to keep pests away. Oh, all kinds of flowers. Like mm-hmm. nasturtiums are really good around things like broccoli. Um, a lot of people do like marigolds and tomatoes together. Yeah, there's really all kinds of things, which kind of goes into one of the points we wanted to talk about, about companion planting, because yeah. there's often a lot of different relationships between the crops that you're going to want to grow in your garden that can help protect each other. Um, like, for example, basil and tomatoes go really well together in the garden because the smell of the basil detracts the pest that goes to the tomatoes. So interesting. Yeah. But it is interesting. Yeah. The main thing to like keep pests away from your garden is to take care of your soil. And I feel like oftentimes people are thinking, Oh, we need to make sure that our plants are doing well. 
but the plants can't do well unless mm -hmm. the soil that they're growing in is healthy and being able to farm on regenerative farms for three seasons, I learned a lot about what it means to farm regeneratively and grow things with nature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cause like, regenerative is even like beyond organic and organic has kind of become just like a buzzword. Mm -hmm. I feel like, and right. sometimes it's not even the best quality that you think it is right. just cause it says organic. But like with regenerative agriculture, you're not tilling, which means like you're not turning up the soil. So you're not bringing up old weed seeds or like disturbing all the beneficial insects in the soil. You're growing just a diversity of crops and you're keeping the soil covered with mulch and plants, keeping all the roots in the ground. So like once a plant is done, instead of ripping it out of your garden, just cut it at the base of the soil and then you keep those roots in there and you're leaving the soil undisturbed and then those roots are going to break down and you're basically composting yes. the dead roots of your old plant in your garden and feeding the soil. So it's okay. pretty cool. Genius. That to me, I was like mind blown. I was like, wait, that makes so much sense. Why did I yes. go ripping out all my plants at the end of the season? That is so That's true because so awesome. I was just looking at my garden the other day and I was like, I need to go rip out all this stuff sometime. And now I just won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like if you have if you have a lot of debris that's gonna get in the way of your new plants, just cut it. You might need like some big loppers, depending if you have like old tomatoes in your garden still. But right. those could be difficult to get out. But yeah, just leave the roots in there and that all the good insects and microbes eat the roots and break them down. But that is, that is a great tip. I, I wish you could come and uh, help us with our garden. Yeah, I know. Come Maybe we'll just fly out and yeah. help you. Yeah, come on, come on, come girl. on. Now. The roadside farm stands. Yeah. <laughs> that's yes, right. yes, that's right. That's right. That is so. I bet you have learned so much, especially working on those farms, mm -hmm. um, yeah, with definitely. all of the food and everything and tips on how to grow it. Because that is just that would just be so fun to do that. I mean, I live on a farm, but it's also it's also like a wheat farm and stuff like that, and all like mm -hmm. lettuce and cucumbers wow. and stuff like that. Well, in the garden, but you know. <laughs> not enough to take the combine out for <laughs> oh some other tips that we were talking about for um beginners is um when you're like first starting your garden just be aware of how much sun you get in certain areas because I know one of the first times that I was gardening I put I didn't like comprehend that there was this giant tree over <laughs> one of our beds so like just the vegetables and fruits that were underneath there it obviously just took a lot longer for them to produce um compared to the stuff that was in the full sun and was necessary for that so then this year I'm going to go around and just put my shaded crops underneath that garden bed that we already have there instead perfect yeah genius yeah, have you guys ever struggled with like plants being sunburn at all or like will? Yeah, so something you could do is just water the soil around your plant instead of getting the leaves wet. That's also going to help protect against any like diseases and mildew that could grow on the plants. And then you could also get um, shade cloth and put it over your crops. So we did that especially on the farms with like melons and things like that that are really sensitive to too much heat and so you could just cover that like you could leave it covered especially when they're young for like a week or so and then uncover it and they should be okay 
Awesome. Right. I'm going to have to remember that because I feel like some of that was my problem last year. Yeah. With my just, we just I'm just going to blame it on the sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on another person yeah. taking care of it. <laughs> it's totally fine. it's funny it's funny i'm excited that i have your guys's account to follow because it's so much easier for me just to see reels of quick tips you know than reading i'm more of a short attention span and just would rather see it real quick yeah 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 Yeah. so do you have anything else then no just where can you tell everybody to go follow, follow you guys are you guys just on instagram or do you have a facebook account too we are just on Instagram right now at homesteaders.uncharted. Um, we just started this account in January. Yeah, and January. so we hope to have more, like, we'd love to have a podcast yeah. and like a, a blog eventually. Right yeah. now it's Instagram. Uh-huh. Well, that will be great. I'm so excited yeah. to see you girls grow. And I know you guys will definitely grow more than just plants. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, we're excited yeah. for you guys. We really are. We'll yeah. be looking up at all the updates and everything. And yeah, yeah. We're so, excited. Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys don't have anything else to add, um, we are just so thankful you guys hopped on here. It was so fun. <laughs> yes, we had good laughs before we started the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> really good laughs. <laughs> for sure. Oh, Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Anytime. Anytime. Hey guys, thank you so much for hopping on today's podcast and giving it a listen to with our friends Amber and Kate. They are over on Instagram at homesteaders.uncharted. So go give them a follow and you can find all things about gardening and they educate us in the most simple way, which is so easy to understand. We are so thankful for them. It was so much fun. And once again, thank you so much for hopping on and giving it a listen.